A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um, we had quite the fiery intro. It was almost like Andy, or well, both of us really, were Newcastle oh, fans. We raged about it, on really, their behalf. Yeah. And Andy's trying to galvanise the <laughs> VAR-hating <laughs> fan base to march with lit torches on the equivalent of Frankenstein's castle. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you'll so. hear all of that. Um, also weighing in on that, trying to explain and putting the point of view of the lawmakers was Martin Lipton, who spent some time in their company. Doesn't necessarily agree with them. He just knows what they say. So we spoke to him and he explained a bit more than but he convinced us. That's not his fault. It's no, their fault. It's their fault. Um, what else did we do? Ian Stone joined us. Uh, Arsenal comedian, of course, uh, there in action against Lance tonight. More or less home and host. Mm-hmm. I think it. a point will get him top in the group. Um, it's been different this year. The way they've played differently. There's been some interesting comments about why that is. Well, we got uh, Ian's take on that. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, Andy, and we spoke a lot about VAR. We had Mr. VAR, Dow Johnson, on uh, yesterday. Here we are again doing exactly the but same thing. for me, thing. it's not about VAR. It's about the laws. How these people from IFAB can sit down and discuss adding more VAR yeah. to, to a game that doesn't need it while completely ignoring the handball rule, which is absolutely ludicrous mm. and the offside everybody knows everybody wants it to be the same Every, Alan was saying on breakfast this morning yes you know if there's a gap then you're onside that's it you yeah. know then you're offside rather otherwise you're onside and the handball thing that's never ever handball and, they, and they've proved it by standing down the VAR but yeah you, well let's, it, let's name him shall we Thomas Kwiatowski well, he well, is well named <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Kwiatowski is the VAR who sent Marciniak the ref. Very experienced ref. No, he, the VAR should never be allowed to officiate again, ever. They should take his telly away. Take it away, take him away. Right. I mean, what's, dis- <laughs> what's disappointing is that a top referee that's done the World Cup final and the Champions League final doesn't have enough confidence in himself yeah. to overrule these people. I know. You know, as soon as they go to the screen, we all know what's going to happen. Just nice, wouldn't it have been last night if he'd turned around and went, no, I'm not giving that. That's ridiculous. That is not handball. Yeah. It wasn't that's handball. Fair, that's, that's, not even by the current rules was that handball. But they just you can count on the fingers of a mitten, can't you? How many times that's happened? Chakir is the only one, the Turkish referee, mm. the Peter Lorry lookalike. Yeah, he's the, one of the few people who's gone to a monitor and said, "No, that's rubbish. I'm sticking with what I originally said." You rarely see it. It's and so the, a referee as big as that. I've said it here before, the senior refs in this country, especially Michael Oliver, they referee on a different plane. They referee it as they see it, and they, they're not overruled a lot of the time by VR. But, so I'm surprised that he let it go. But I would imagine Mr. Fiatowski will be in the rogues gallery for Newcastle fans. They're going to put one in years to come. 
you know, who knows? They may be winning the Champions League, and they say, "Remember that night in uh, Paris when we drew one all?" They just were brilliant last night. Yeah. They deserved to, to to win the game. I know Paris had a lot of chances, a lot of the game, but the way they played in the first half, they outplayed them completely. In the second half, they hung on brilliantly. You know, they deserved something out of the game. They were cheated. They were no other word for it. They were robbed, cheated, whatever way you want to look at it. And Kalina, honestly, he's. I mean, no one wants to see referees abused, but this is what he says. It said yesterday coming out of that meeting on abuse and physical dangers facing referees. This might be the cancer that kills football, you think to yourself. Are you serious, mate? What about you and your terrible committee and your terrible laws that you've come up with that have really ruined football? I think that might kill football a long time before. And, and also, if you've got the laws right, the referees wouldn't be so abused, would they? Your point your point about um, layers of more VAR, more technology to deal mm. with existing problems, rather than stripping the whole thing back and saying, OK, yeah, yeah. let's have a look at what's worked and what hasn't and what can we get better what can we take away they think it's a great idea to <laughs> add more layers the maddest one yeah, is the, there's no six second rule anymore no, it's the ten second it's, rule. we'll talk to martin lipton about this later <laughs> on who's across all this it's the 10 second <laughs> rule but if you go over 10 seconds you give a corner to the other team so, where did that come from they're so thick they've already got the powers to deal with time wasting they just don't use them i know for a fact that, that one of the referees in a premier league game and i know this for a fact i can't say why i know but i do was told book this particular goalkeeper in the first half for time wasting and he refused to do it yeah so they've got the powers to do it sure because they don't like case they have to send them up <laughs> yeah. you know do it properly <laughs> that, well that's how it sounds like to me the way they referee I mean last night there was a moment when Dembele tried to keep the ball in but he didn't he went up for a throw and they got on with it it was a throw the new regime there'll be two minutes to decide whether it's a throw yeah. or not it's pathetic. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things Kalina said as well, uh, he said uh, all formal recommendations of trials to emerge from the FIFA led review of R, he says, should not result in any additional delays. How and is that going to work? What planet is that going to happen? <laughs> if you had work. more layers of technology <laughs> yeah. and interference by officials and VAR, mm. then how's it not going to lead to longer delays? I mean, it's just. Bonkers. And I said they've got this advisory panel. Uh, we, you know, the, the crux of why I'm with Newcastle is that the advisory panel have absolutely no power at all. They are just, I, I mean, they obviously have some fantastic five-star hotel trips to uh, Switzerland. Oh, yeah, lovely. But yeah. They, they, they have no real power at all. And there's a lot of big names on there, a lot of very knowledgeable people, including Arsene Wenger and Figo and Boban and Aaron Hughes and the former US coach I should know Jill Ellis. And they've said, you've, you, you've got to tweak these handball rules and they've said to UEFA to do this, but they've taken no notice of it, effectively, yeah, and just gone their merry way. There's so much arrogance Mr. with these people. Mr VAR, Dow Johnson, posted a table earlier on of the handball decisions made in big games. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And, I mean, honestly, in the Champions League, 46 in 197 games. La Liga, 57 in 518. That's the drop-off. In the Premier League, 31 in 500. So we've kind of... We've rebelled against what UEFA ideally would like us to do. Uh, but in the Champions League, 46 handball decisions made, penalties, 
That's penalties from handball mm. in 197 games. That's ridiculous. But how many more officials have to be stood down before they do something? Because really, that is so. Man, I don't think it's the officials. You've got Marchini last, night, last, last night. night. Was was wrong. Last night they got it wrong. Well, they they know they've got it wrong because they stood the two yeah. blokes down. But you know they, they should stand them down not for one game. And I heard a bloke on breakfast this morning saying, "Don't relegate the referees into the championship. Why should we have them?" He's absolutely right. They should yeah. be suspended if they, if they're banned. If they do something wrong and. Webb or Kalina or whoever thinks that the referees made a mistake, they should not drop to a lower level. Yeah. They should basically be punished. I was once told by a then League One manager that there was a referee that they were absolutely all sick of in the oh, EFL. Yeah, no, yeah. So they <laughs> marked him up to the eyeballs until the Premier League started looking at him. He ended up on the Premier League list. So they got him out of their hair. So <laughs> that's the way it works. Um, anyway, yeah. a couple of things. Your I just co- did wonder finally whether Snoop Dogg and his bongs were at the IFAB meeting because I don't know how you could explain what came out <laughs> yeah. of it, really. Some of the stuff, yeah. It was almost like someone there. was in the corner playing a sitar. <laughs> it was like, wasn't it? It was like the Beatles meeting the Maharishi at <laughs> yeah, times. That. Some of, they're all sitting around in a circle and saying, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a bit like the thick of it. Yes and, isn't it? When they throw they throw the stuff to each other, they throw the beanbag to yeah, each yeah. other and somebody has to say, corners if your time waste. Yes and. It's probably like that, it isn't is. it? But I have, finally, I have and seriously suggested this to the management, and I hope they take me up on it. Yeah. The next IFAB meeting is in Glasgow on March the second, and I want to mobilise all Talksport listeners who care about this. Yeah. And we march on the meeting. <laughs> no, we do. We've got. You're going to march. You're going to march on IFAB. We, we, it's the only way to show them that they're ruining the game, and we let yeah. Jim stand there doorstepping them as they walk in. We don't let them get away with it. We let them know if there's. Can we show if there were a thousand? Can we boo them or thousand Talksport listeners can we boo outside them, the Andy? meeting? Are you you're, you're you're allowing booing? I'm allowing light any, booing. Well, being, booing, not being. Not being. <laughs> well, they've got to be. <laughs> not being. On a very basic level, they've got to be. <laughs> but yeah, well, I don't mind as long as, as, long as oh, it's okay. peaceful. It's got to be a I was peaceful being protest. slightly facetious. But anyway, um, your club's rogues gallery. So Newcastle fans, I don't know. I, look, you could stick the ref in there, but it's the VAR who's been stood down. So from now on, Newcastle fans, you'll be talking about that lino, Kwiatowski. He's on your um, he's mm. on your list. So uh, <laughs> who are the one? Yeah, um, you've got who have you got? Henning Vrabo. He's Chelsea. He's, oh, a, yeah. he's one who always comes up. The referee. Well, Sword you off I in think the... Anthony Taylor's got a permanent uh, yeah, place yeah. there, really. It needn't be referees. It could be anybody. It could be players. It could be... But, you know, you'd have a rogues gallery at your club. Someone you yeah. blame for something. It probably goes back years. Well, I'm going with the new ownership and the directors of football. OK. Uh, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHNJ. Uh, you can give us some of those. Also, what happens when you're distracted by its sport? Uh, Ant and Deck showed a picture this morning of a, a, a TV monitor below their auto queue. They were, obviously, they were live on air doing I'm a Celebrity last night. Um, and the Newcastle game was on, but they had a telly set up mm. below their auto queue. So imagine, though, when they equalise, I'm surprised mm. they managed to keep concentrating. Better watching that than watching I'm a Celebrity. Yeah. I hate that show. Well, wow. OK, well, more on that probably when we speak to... Um, <laughs> when we speak to Mike Ward next week. But uh, when you were distracted by sport, we'd like to know what was it that distracted you and what was the outcome of it? Maybe maybe it was straight down a manhole. Who knows? Um, but do let us know what happened when you were distracted, whether it was uh, on TV or in person. Let us know this afternoon. 03717 The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Sim bins, corners for time wasting, etc., etc., are all uh, interesting potential law changes that could be coming to a football ground near you soon. Because IFAB, uh, the people that uh, decide on all this sort of stuff, 
Uh, Is anything up... less fab than I found? No, I can't. That's, really. that's very true. Uh, met up in London yesterday. Martin uh, Lipton uh, went along to hear what they had to say. Good afternoon from the Sun, of course. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon. I'm refreshed from four hours waiting for people to turn up and talk to me. So it's a joy as ever at uh, an IFAB meeting. <laughs> so the IFAB, not even IFAB, it's the IFAB. The definite, IFAB. I, definite article. Do you ever hear from the advisory board, although we've now discovered, of course, they are completely toothless because they were recommending changes to uh, Champions League handball laws and, and didn't get anywhere. So, do you, I mean, do you, do you ever get a chance to speak to Arsene Wenger or Boban? Occasionally. Figo, well, these see, people? Boban's on the UEFA advisory board, whereas the FIFA advisory board, there's two of them. There's the FAP and the TAP. Don't ask me about the acronym the soup. And the <laughs> but they do exist and we occasionally get to speak to them at various functions. Wenger's the most uh, accessible because he always yeah. talks whenever you speak, to, whenever you see him, he'll talk if he knows you're you know, having... Known him for thirty years, that helps, I guess. Do, <laughs> do, do, do you think Kalina realizes he's ruining football? Does he? Do they not understand what they've done and how much people hate what they've done? Yeah, I was going to say, Mark, do you sense that he thinks everything's going rather swimmingly at the moment? He thinks that they've improved the game. <laughs> I'm not. Look, I'm not here to, to to judge. I'm saying that they believe that the changes judge. are for the better. That they brought, they think they've brought more clarity, which is what most people would disagree with in mm. in truth and certain decisions. Um, they also believe that the advent of increased technology in terms of the um, basic offside stroke over the line, etc., decisions will uh, be quicker and quicker so that that will be much easier for people to accept, even if it's very, very tight. Um, this idea that, I mean, looking at the thought process, they want to come down harder on goalkeepers wasting time. So they say six seconds maybe is not enough. Um, and maybe an indirect free kick, if it's if, it, if you reach that sort of limit, that's a bit unfair. It's a bit too extreme. So let's make it ten seconds, and then let's have a corner. But it's still going to a corner for goodness sake. Which where does that come from? I so, think it, the argument is because it gives you a chance of a goal, but not a a, a clear shot at goal, which an in which a free kick gives you right. for an act of holding on to the ball too long. We're not talking about the waiting thirty seconds to take a goal kick. Because that's supposed to be added on by the referee anyhow. And they're supposed to caution. But then we but, all know they don't. Well, well they, yeah. they are adding the time on because the average Premier League match is now lasting 11 minutes. It will still be an seconds. arbitrary 10 seconds, though, Martin, because there's yeah. no clock on but it, they can it? Start, The referees are, are going to be told they should start counting once the goalkeeper has oh. the ball in their arms under... under well, every time he's got in there, that's ridiculous. Well, don't don't that you think ridiculous. it overcomplicates it? The oh, idea of course that you, it does. You're in, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just another layer of nonsense. It's, it's layer upon layer, a sort of labyrinthine game we've ended up with, mm. which is fundamentally a very simple sport that it just seems to be having layers of nonsense put on top I, of it. I do think that the, the more they try to make things easier, the harder it actually gets. I think that's a legitimate complaint, and I do sometimes wonder whether if you paired it right back, it wouldn't be... Uh, easier for everyone or better for everyone the trouble is no one accepted decisions that went against against them before mm. that's why VAR came in and now they won't accept decisions that go against them now and I you know I thought to be fair Eddie Howe was pretty good yesterday as yeah. Gary O'Neill had been on on Monday but they might start to think well if we're getting nothing for being nice why don't we be nasty because there didn't seem any punishment against uh, you know Klopp seems to have had a few decisions going his way since he mm. went off on one Arteta as well yeah. So, and Simbins, let's talk about that. Um, because tactical fouling, it, I mean, there would be a very awkward period of adjustment because there are certain teams, we all know they are, they're, they're brilliant at tactical mm. fouling. And you could have. I wrote. 
You could have three or four players yes. all sitting there in the sin bin. So, I mean, I suppose they would argue, well, that will stop teams doing it because that's they don't like the cynicism of a, a, a move breaking. Now, Mark Bullingham is part of IFAB, yeah. of course, saying that we don't like that cynicism in the game. But there would be teams down to sort of seven men for ten minutes, potentially. Yeah. and if you can't score against seven men for ten minutes, you're, you're, to- <laughs> you're Tottenham, aren't you? <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. Um, yeah. But you know what? I mean, it, what I think it would mean is that there'd be much more emphasis put on coaching with 11 against 10 and 9, uh, whereas now you, you get the emphasis of coaching on 10 against 11. Mm. The balance, because there'd be so many occasions and when the, when you'd have the extra man, I think it would actually change the way coaches worked on how to, to break teams down who dropped into that block. In the last 10 minutes of a game, the extra man can be really, really critical, I, I suspect. And the argument is that the things you want to stop are dissent because it's it's a curse across the game, and what they talk about as anti-football, which yeah. isn't mistiming a tackle. If you mistime a tackle and bring the bloke down, that's going to be a yellow card. Right. If you do not even attempt to make a tackle and just grab hold of the shirt, which is only ever a yellow card, that should be worse than a yellow card. It's not enough for a red, but we want that to be. It's like repeat offending in, in rugby union gets a sing, sing, you know, when they're wrong, the, ne- the next penalty, if you've, next penalty is going to be a, a yellow card. Mm. The interesting thing, of course, is in rugby union, they, they work out that a, a, a sim bin is worth seven points to the, the, the other team, as it were. Right. I suspect in football it would be worth 0.3 of a goal. So you get, a, a, you know, in 10 games, you might get three goals scored by the team with the extra man advantage. I just don't understand how they don't realise this wonderful game that people love, that they grew up loving, that the more they fiddle with it, the worse it gets. The more they, tr- you know, in the history of football, coaches have always and players always look to exploit whatever rules come in. Why don't they understand that? Well, I think they do. And they, they, they feel that the, this is me arguing their position rather than necessarily... Uh, what you think? Put in their position. Mm. Their argument is that they have a duty to strike, try to stop football being a game of negativism. They want it to be a, a positive game on the ball, yeah. and they want to reward the teams who try to attack, and the teams that play within the laws, and to punish those who go out with the laws, mm. who are deliberately bending the rules, the laws as far as they can, and even further, and getting away with it currently. Now, you may argue that this isn't the the ideal. Um, so, I mean, the other thing they talked about was um, uh, ref- captains only trial to talk to referees. Like rugby again. Again, yeah. trying to bring a bit more discipline. They really are concerned hmm. at player behaviour from the top to the bottom. So, and part yeah, of but their... if they weren't so terrible, and if the rules were, laws weren't so wrong, surely the players wouldn't be so angry. I mean, it just drives I people. I think you're making excuses for the players a lot. I mean, I think there is a problem with dissent, and there certainly is at grassroots. We hear it from the guys on ref support all the time. There's a lot of ongoing problems. I mean, sin bins. The, the practicality of having sin bins on a Sunday morning. Um, I, you know, well, they're I mean, in place at the moment, aren't they? In, in, in grassroots football, yeah. Uh, below a certain tier, they're being used now. And they will look to scale that up. They're potentially as high as professional football, although I doubt that in initially. I think that might be a couple of years down the line. But I do think it's an idea who's, which is going to come. I think if the trials are seen as, as successful in the professional 
or the semi-professional game as they have been in yeah. the grassroots game. It looks that's the direction of travel. Do you, do you potentially see a sort of bunk? I mean, one way to keep the game going quicker is that when they rock and roll over a tackle and they want to make their minds up about whether it's a red card or a yellow card and it can take two or three minutes. What we've seen in rugby in the World Cup is we have the bunker, don't we? Where yeah, the that guy, didn't work either. Well, somebody, I know, somebody goes in with a yellow and then you're looking at it in real time and then you come back and you have to say, well, that was worthy of the red card. You give yourself more time to look at it. I think that would be a retrograde. But at the moment, you know, under the, the plans I have, a, a second yellow is still going to be a red card. A red card foul is still going to be a red card. A, ye- a, a, a bad foul, if it's, if it's de- de- deemed a yellow and not upgraded by VAR, remains yellow. There, there won't be a sin bin for a... An, for a, a, a so it's for, either way. It's for, it's for it's cynical play and dissent. Those are the two specifics that the, at this moment they're looking to, to penalise with this. But it is very interesting that the Cardiff manager, Errol Balut, yeah. or I think that's how you pronounce it, wants to, wants, to see, bullet, wants to see VAR in the championship. And Emma Hayes said this, that she wants to see it in women's football. See, if you haven't got it, people want it. And if you have got it, people want to get rid of it. It's really a problem. <laughs> the, reason, it? the reason people want VAR in the game, I said, man, it's true, is so they concede fewer goals. Hmm. Because the more goals are disallowed by VAR than are allowed. And every manager wants to concede fewer goals. So it's a defence blanket for them that gives them an extra chance of a goal that would otherwise have been awarded being disallowed. And that's why they're in favour, because if they concede too many goals, they get the sack. Finally, Martin, how long will it take them to roll this out? When do you think we could see stuff like this? When could we see corners for time wasting? I think that would be 24 5 no, sorry, 25-6 rather, right, okay. the earliest, because it isn't actually a proposal for the law change um, for next season, so it will probably be for the season after. Sim bins will be trialled from next season, but we don't yet know the level at which they'll be trialled. But I would think a medium-sized European league will be quite high up in, in taking them And off. just finally, finally, did they talk about the handball law at all? Did Kalina mention that it's a bit too complex and they'd like to no, strip it No, the only thing, they they have changed the handball law though, so don't, but now if it's a deliberate handball in the penalty box by a defender, it will be a red card. Uh, whereas at the moment, so if you're, if you're on the line and you block it, yeah, and it's, I thought that was the case. Anyway. No, 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 but if you block it on the line, it's a red card. Hmm. If it's, not a deliberate red a block on that. If it hits your arm on the line, off your body, for example, right. okay. they have the leeway to make it a yellow from next season. Okay. Uh, trying to make it in in line with a foul because if, if you give a, if you give if you give a penalty away for a foul, but you're playing the ball, it's a yellow. It's only if you're not playing the ball that it's a red. They want it to bring to, that into line for handballs as well. Wow. You can't get a yellow when it's not your fault. I mean, what Livermore well, could have got a yellow last night yeah. for that? Ridiculous. But that's that's pathetic. But it was, it was a penalty, he, so therefore he could be booked for it. What could he do about it? I, I'm not it. saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that... He's, he's, he's here. He's telling us... He's telling no, I'm not saying... I'm, saying not I'm not an advocate. I'm not an advocate here. He's not mouthpiece. What a thought. Martin. People think of that of me, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank no. you very much. Thank, Thank you, Martin. That's Martin Lipton from The Sun, who was uh, in the inner sanctum yesterday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on uh, Talk Sport. Andy's turned into saggers. I have. I'm so angry. I'm very so angry. So angry. Yes, I, I, bit of angry. angry. I think you're right to be. I, mean, I can only imagine what you would have been like if it had been Chelsea. Blimey. Mm. We'd have been burning effigies of Kalina and Ellery, wouldn't we? Mm. We do like the idea that Andy wants us to march on Glasgow. <laughs> 
he's yeah, slightly lost meeting. the plot. I haven't. It's a good idea. Even this Newcastle fan said, oh, a bit over the top. They might join us. They might join us. We, we march from Newcastle to Glasgow. It's hell of a march. No, we do a show. We set up outside the meeting and right. on a desk. and we have our So year. we have a brazier. Yeah, we and we're like, broadcasting like, from there. And we say to people, um, honk if you agree that VAR should go and the cars go. And we give the cars a wave. Okay, fair so. enough. We'll, we'll do that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. People still reacting to VAR and law changes and stuff today. Mm. Uh, one of the listeners, I'll put his name on this. He says, uh, the thing is that we as fans and you as the media have brought this on ourselves by complaining about genuine mistakes in the pre-VAR yeah, era. It's very true. Yeah, it's a lesson to be careful what you wish for. And oh, I yeah. think that is That's all very true. Yeah. I think we'd... We, I mean, so many people now realise that, you know... I mean, we'd all go and sort of... The referees would get, yeah, but they get a standing they, ovation. We didn't know they were going to make all. a pathetic hash of it in the way they have. Yeah, to be fair, I think Adrian Durham was was pretty worried about it mm. back in the day. Uh, yeah. He would preach that, but um, anyway. Uh, Andy, what else do you want to talk about? Our friend uh, Neil, the Brighton fan, is off to Athens to see the match with his oh, son. Oh, well, yeah. that'd be good. I told him not to mention the marbles. Oh, yeah, that's, that's mention the marbles. They're a bit touchy about the marbles at the moment. That is, <laughs> Definitely. That is and true. I was thinking, I was like, what a great save by Nick Pope from Bradley Barcola. I've never liked Barcola. I prefer the real thing. It's that nozzle. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, Thank yeah. you very much. Somebody tell Ronnie Wood to put away the Cesare Maldini aubergine hair dye. Okay. That's such a poor look. There. You know, when you're 72, you're going to have grey hair. You're not going to have aubergine hair. No. Your skin, your skin tones match your grey. That's the whole point. Right. As you get older, mm. so as soon as you do that, you look absolutely ridiculous. Okay. And then well, I'm sure they, Ronnie will take that on board. Well, he won't be bothered at or all. Or maybe they'll just write a song called Aubergine Air for the next Stones album. <laughs> I did once play Cluedo with him in a you hotel. Play, I played Cluedo with Ronnie Wood. Yeah. Did you really? I did. Yeah. It was oh, a long time ago. Who was be. it? Can you remember? Was it Colonel Mustard in the conservatory <laughs> no. with the lead piping? It was in. It was in uh, a place where Colonel Pugwash is. What's Who's right? Colonel Pugwash? Not Colonel Pugwash. Captain Pugwash. <laughs> Colonel Pugwash. He, he, was a, he was a naval man. I, I think I, you'll find... I promoted he, him. He wasn't in the army. <laughs> That's the one I preferred. Colonel Pugwash. <laughs> the long-awaited spin-off to it, Captain Pugwash. It was this beautiful hotel in Rye. That was it, in Rye in Sussex. Hang on. C- Captain Pugwash was, a, <laughs> was made of cardboard. He never had a place. Where, where, he, no, he are you in, all right? The bloke who did him. The bloke, John Ryan, I think his name was. I can't remember. John Ryan's John Express. Ryan's Express. <laughs> I can't remember. The bloke... It, the, the, oh, the bloke that did the it. The bloke that... Oh, do you know when you talk to your nan... <laughs> No, because the, I, the bloke the, what did the, the Colonel, reason I know the reason Colonel I know Pugwash. this is I tried to get Captain Pugwash on fantasy football. Ah. I, explored, I explored the idea of getting him on, but it didn't work he's, because it was basically he's not a real person. Then that wasn't that. It was the whole oh, the bloke who the way operated. It was done, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. So I went to his house in Rye. But anyway, that's by the by. <laughs> I also played <laughs> Cluedo with Ronnie Wood in Rye. What, what was Ronnie Wood doing there? Was he also looking? Yeah, at... I think he was having. You know, I think he was with somebody. I won't say who he was with. She was quite well known. But, okay. Showbiz gossip. Gossip. It's the Dutch <laughs> second <laughs> division. <laughs> Absolutely. It's <the> <laughs> Was about uh, was Steve McLaren there as well? It, about, it was when we were first married. It's got to be like forty-eight years ago. It was a long time. Oh, he okay. He won't remember it. Well, I wouldn't think so. No. Wouldn't it be great if he had that photographic memory and then he'd say, "Yeah, it definitely was." He, he was with another. It was pop, Miss Scarlet rock star in the library. Woman, I, with the revolver. Prepared to say another rock star woman. <laughs> it's all like narr- rock stars woman. I'm, I'm not prepared to say any more at this oh, stage. Okay, well, okay, I'm not trying to get it out of you, Andy. <laughs> and I read this morning that <laughs> Krishnan Guru Murthy is going to be taking. He wasn't part. there as well, was he? No, he, he would have been about five. <laughs> 
knocking all the he, bits off the board. He was, um, he's going to be in the Strictly Come Dancing tour, but I knew this before I read it because oh. as I left the oh, Brentford... Well, you're clearly well connected. I am. As I left the Brentford game, and bring it back to sport, as I left yeah. the Brentford-Arsenal game on Saturday, I turned around to my right. Yeah. I'm all right, wasn't it? Who was right. it? Him. Oh. And, he, and he's saying to this fellow, oh, yes, I'm signed up for the Strictly tour. I'm going on the tour. Wow. So I leaned in. You should be working in the Sun's Bazaar column. You've got, you're like the showbiz man with his ear to the ground, albeit 48 years later. <laughs> I'm hearing Ronnie Wood is stepping out with a 48-year-old news gossip brought to you by Andy Jacobs. I heard him saying to this bloke, and anyway, I turned around to him yeah. and said, oh, you were very good on Strictly. He didn't need me to oh, say yeah, that. You too, need a bit of crawling, Anne. You're a good really. crawler, aren't you? I am, yes. Yeah. You probably slag him off on the show. He didn't seem to really want to talk to me, which I... You know, he kept talking to this other bloke. I don't know if he was with, probably with him. He's probably his friend. Yeah, you know. I mean, if knowing what you're like, if you were, like, walking along with a friend and then someone else started joining in your conversation... But if it was Christian and Guru Murti, I wouldn't... I wouldn't. Yeah, but it know. wasn't, was it? He doesn't know you from a bar of soap, does he? He's just some annoying bloke leaving the ground. Talking of newsreaders, I still wrote down the Clives from this week. We're not doing Mastermind anymore, but it was only one that I really liked, actually. <laughs> oh, OK, right, the music's back. It was uh, the, the the Ocean films. Mm. Yes, the classic 1916 heist film, Ocean Eleven, its 2001 remake and subsequent films in the franchise. Oh, blimey. Not Ocean Heating and Plumbing of Buchanan Gardens NW10. It's great. So you get a little free ad. If, if, if it's a specialist <laughs> subject on Mastermind, you may get a bit of free publicity. But uh, that's it, really. We yeah. asked you about your rogues gallery. Uh, the VAR, quite possibly the referee, will be in Newcastle's rogues gallery. And you think, well, they'll soon forget that. Let me take you back to 1976, because Albion Smudge has been in touch. Oh, yeah. Brighton fans of a certain age will never forget the referee Ron Chalice. Crystal Chalice, as he was known. <laughs> the Chalice with the palace. <laughs> he announced Rashid Harkook. Remember Rashid Harkook? I remember He announced Rashid Harkook to retake a pen that was saved because of encroachment by their player in a second replay of the FA Cup first round, played at Stamford Bridge in 1976. Not that I hold a grudge yet. That's mm. 1976. He's never forgotten the referee's name. What about that? Um, Chris in Birmingham says Rogue, uh, Rogue's Gallery for Villa Phil Dowd for not sending off Vidic in the second minute of the 2010 League Cup final after he brought Gabby down in the penalty area I think Gabby's still smarting about that mm. last man in front of the goal we scored the pen but lost 2-1 they don't. They never forget, Andy. They never forget. No, not well, just you know, officials. No, people get upset about it, but you know, the, the, but VAR doesn't solve that. You know, now they just argue about the VAR. Whereas then, no, those days they argued about the the things. It just makes the game better without it, really. But what are you going to do? They're not going to do that. So, so in case you missed the first it. hour, Andy has decided that uh, we're going to have a talk sport march on on IFAB. Uh, mm. They're meeting in Glasgow soon, and Andy wants to do the show. I have this from, vision of it, like the a, show at from least Glasgow. A thousand talk sport listeners. You know, All decked stand. out in yellow and black. <laughs> just a sea of yellow and black. It's sort of anti-VAR placards, you know, and sort of just stop VAR, I'm calling it. Just stop VAR, is that mm. what it is? Yeah, I, I feel like that's it. And we march slowly in front of Pier Luigi Colina's higher car. Just stop Oliver. Well, it's not his fault. We can't single him out, can we? We just can't single out Michael Oliver. for that. We can't, we can't single it's him a, out for it's that. It's a nice title, but it doesn't quite He does work. it because he doesn't deserve it. He probably yeah. better can than I most of Can I just say I really? ruined uh, the producer's bake-off experience by... He was trying to do a Lightly Lads. He's trying to do a bake-off Lightly Lads, Bake-off yeah. Lightly Get Lads. Get through the whole day today I so he can to him, watch it tonight. I said to him, why don't we get the guy only one bake-off? And I told him it was. He went, oh, I was going to watch that tonight. He was really, well, he was so disappointed. I felt bad. Yeah, well, um, you do. he might be joining us. I we're hope he we're does. working on it. 
Well, he's a big football fan, and a PE teacher, and a really good lad. So I think he, he'd, okay. he'd be good. Well, let's see what we can see. What the team can deliver. Sorry if anybody else is. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You've probably added to the people. <laughs> if you were another one trying to do a bake off lightly, lads, <laughs> then uh, do let us know. Also, if you've got any other crackpot rules, you're not going to yeah. do much better. Well, what than... else have you tried to lightly lad? Oh, that isn't a football. What? Match. That isn't football. Yeah, if you try to get through the day not knowing something, how how did it all fall apart? Um, Andy has ruined it for the producer. <laughs> a non-footballing likely lads. Um, and if you don't know what that is, then you're probably not going to come up with Penny anyway because it yeah. takes some explaining. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text eight ten eighty nine or tweet to T S H and J this afternoon. If you've got any crackpot laws you want to introduce, IFAB are open to everything. They're going to give you a corner if your time wastes. So. <laughs> On that basis, they'll let anything go. So if you've got any mad ideas, we will forward via their friend, Martin Lipton. We will forward all ideas onto them. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, the familiar frame of 1-0, the Arsenal is back. They've got more ready this season than they had all of last season. Yes, I was there on Saturday. They grounded out. They deserved yeah. to win, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Brentford had chances, but they had uh, most of the play. There's lots of reasons why. I hit to discuss some of those and see if... I, I miss Dave's going to make a great deal of difference against Lons tonight in the Champions League. Is comedian Arsenal fan Ian Stone. Good afternoon, Ian. Taps. Yeah, are you, are you keeping... I'm I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I I know what you're saying about one nil the Arsenal, but teams are you know doubling up on everyone, aren't mm. they? <laughs> so, well, that seems to be that's what Bakosak has been saying. He's been saying that you know I mean you know they're I not... did think they were less fluid. There was less movement on Saturday. I was watching them closely. I did. Do you think that's got the way the Brentford set up or not? I didn't understand the tactic. Did you understand the scene of taking so long over every throw on and corner? I couldn't quite work out. Why? They weren't time-wasting at that point. So. No, no, no. It's all rather, um, I don't know, pedestrian. But it, it, honestly, this, this season is weird. It's the most unsatisfactory great season that we've ever had, <laughs> to be honest. Because, you know, we are top of the league. We're top of the Champions League group. Things are going well. And yet, it's hard to get excited. But you know what Alex Ferguson used to say? Stay in it. Just stay in it till April. And then we'll see where we go. And and if we're still in the Champions League uh, in April and still in the title race, I think every Arsenal fan would take that. 
I was reading a piece saying that the kind of victim of the way they've been having to play now has been Odegaard, who's not yeah. been on the ball quite as much. Is that something you've noticed? I, I Well, I noticed the piece <laughs> that said exactly that. Yeah. And I think a lot of Arsenal fans went, oh, yeah, that is true, isn't it? Mm. And I think there is something in that. They're, they're playing a different way. Um, listen, they're finding a way, and, and really that's what, good teams do right that is what good teams do obviously uh there are still big teams left in the you know man city and liverpool are great and in the champions league there's some great teams but we're doing what we need to do and going away at brentford and winning is is not a bad result so no it's not i thought rice was excellent i was saying on the he's show he's really. excellent he's he been really, excellent yeah, all season he's brilliant it's when you're watching close up Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know what he reminds me of? Kante. I remember when Kante came uh, with Leicester in 2016 when they won the title. And uh, and they used to go on about Danny. It was Danny Drinkwater with Kante working both sides of him, right, in the yeah. centre and midfield. And and he has a similar vibe to him, Declan Rice. He just always seems to be there. You go, oh, uh, where did he come from? And he and he does that all the time. So it's, it's very impressive. But, um, yeah, it's not as exciting as last season. I mean, it's, I won't know any other reasons you pay a premium for Premier League-ready players because you know they're going to hit the ground running. They've got no yeah, period of absolutely. adaption, have they, which you have with other players. Well, um, except for Havertz. But he did score, yeah, so he fair did, enough. He did score, maybe. We'll see if that was the springboard no, it for won't him. No, he, he'll be. He, that's what he does. He'll, he'll score, he might score in the next couple of games, and then he won't score for 10 games. That's, that's him. Andy... Andy, you never know. Maybe he just found he's finally found his home. He's taken never, 13 games. Ever gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I've I watched him for three years, I'm telling you. Yeah, but happen. it's a playing in it's a position. Uh, it's a posi positional thing as well. I mean, I'm not sure where you played him, but I think we want him to fill in everywhere. that sort of uh, played him yeah, everywhere. That's you tried the him everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with him. He's we might give him a going goal. So they've even played him they've didn't try him at left back for left Germany, back Germany, haven't they? Yeah. Just, he might get a and going he goal. Really and he scored. Wasn't that uh, annoy Aaron Ramsdale if he ended up in goal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. We we can laugh at all sorts of stuff, but I'm finding that quite upsetting. Yeah. Would it be would it be Raya tonight or Ramsdale? Uh, oh yeah, it'd be Raya it'd tonight. Raya is first choice. Uh, I'm I'm not so sure that Rambo will play another game for us. Actually, I, I think I think if we win tonight and there's a, a sort of dead rubber in the sixth game. They, he might play him in that, but other than that, I can't see him playing any more games. So I'm sad second. about it. Yeah, he was a think, wreck on the first half. I think half. we all felt for him. I mm. think we all felt for him. We know what he did, but according to the numbers, David Rare is better. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure according mm. to most people's eyes, but uh, oh yeah. So what's know. the feeling when you're when you're having a drink before the game mm. and everybody's chatting? Is the general consensus among Arsenal fans you know, the, the manager's got it right? He's got to be ruthless. It's all about winning, or is there a bit of sympathy for the way it's been handled? Well, there's there's loads of sympathy for mm. for Aaron Ramsdale because what he what he did for us he did elevate us. I heard people talking about how he's not good enough and Jamie Carragher said he'd never win the title with him, but we all loved him because of the connection he had with the fans. Mm. So to bring in David Raya suddenly unexpectedly, and he hasn't been a, a massive upgrade. If he if we brought in Edison or Allison, we go all right. He's, they're better, aren't they? Mm. But David Raya, it doesn't seem that different. So there is a lot of sympathy, and it's his personality as well. He seems he seems sad, and that makes us sad. You know, mm. we have connections with these players, and. Uh, but but uh, football is a ruthless business, and, and Mikel Arteta has got most of the big calls right. You know, Havertz in the 79th minute of the weekend, that sort of stuff. And um, so yeah. I'm feeling like he's probably got this one right as well, but jury's out. Are you going tonight, Ian? 
I'm not going tonight. I've given my ticket to uh, uh, give my tickets to a couple of friends. I'm going to wait for the later rounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, they've started already. Good stuff. You have to save yourself. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Enjoy, if you do catch up on telly, enjoy the game. We'll catch up with you. Are you what? Are you busy comedy wise? What are you up to? Oh at the yeah. Minute? I, w- I wanted to mention to you uh, hmm. the TNT Sports Show we're doing. The uh, the uh, football's on. Oh, we did a Newcastle one the other day, and it was great fun. We're doing one at the Amex Stadium next Tuesday right. uh, on the fifth of December. It's a Brighton special. Uh, Jules hmm. Breach, the TNT presenter, Stephen Sidwell, and Stephen Grant. And uh, if you go on the Brighton website, the club have given us a link, and you can get tickets there, a fiver each, uh, an hour of talking about Brighton. It's, bit, it's well, quite a bit of fun. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We will reconvene tomorrow. Our guests, myself and Charlie, hmm. include Frank Skinner's popping in. You're going to miss oh, you, Andy. It's a great show. You could only do Thursday. But he's popping in to see us tomorrow, myself and Charlie. And he's back for the spread. And Mark Butcher will join us to talk a bit of cricket building up to our coverage of the Windies Tour that gets underway live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 on Sunday. Do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast will be available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.